0: everybody welcome to another episode of that early childhood nerd i'm heather burnt santi and um i have mike huber here on the show this week hi mike hello and back again um, is stacy bench hi stacy hi thanks for having me yeah i'm so glad you're here um folks who have listened for i don't know a couple of months at least will will recognize you from the last time you were on um, to talk about your book the whole child alphabet how young children actually develop literacy um, which is published by exchange. And I'll say this now, because otherwise I'll forget, you can order this from exchange and use the code. I did this last time too, nerd 15, I think, and you get a <laughs> discount. I'll, I'll check it while you guys are talking and then help me remember <laughs> to say to get it again. I should have been prepared better. Um, uh, sorry, <laughs> no one's surprised when I do this stuff. Right. Um, so, so, um, Mike listened to the episode that you and I did, Stacy, and um, emailed me and was like, oh, my God, I have to record with her, too, and let's talk about the vision chapter. i so honored. Specifically. <laughs> I get that, but um, I'm so glad you're here. I, I mean, not, not that I get it that it's like me and you should be honored. I get that feeling of being like, oh, this is someone I've listened to for a while. Yes. And now, I, now I'm on the show. Sorry. I sh- this is bad. <laughs> This may be my worst <laughs> podcast beginning ever. Okay, so let's do this. I bet After, I can. No, never
1: mind. <laughs> yeah,
0: Mike has a list that he'll email me later. Um, the chapter is called Letter Recognition Begins with Vision. And so for our starting point, I'll just read this little bit from the first page. Um, think of all the times childrens are asked children are asked to look and identify objects. We get very excited when they start to recognize and identify letters and words. Being able to do this requires more than just memorization, it requires a sense of sight. Without it, children cannot distinguish the unique markings that differentiate each letter. This goes deeper than just eyesight. Reading, writing, and alphabet knowledge depend on visual perception, the brain's ability to make sense of the information coming in through the eyes. And when I first read this, I was like, like it blew my mind. It seems like, oh, well, of course it's not just eyesight, but I read it and I was like, oh my God, yes, it's not just <laughs> eyesight. Because I I really, you know, we do vision screenings in preschools or early childhood programs a lot. And I, you know, I was a kid who had glasses of five. So I've always just thought about eyesight, but I forget the brain part of it, right? Like what do you do with mm-hmm. it once it's there? Um so, Stacey, if, do you want to say
2: anything about that before we let unleash Mike <laughs> with his questions? Well, and I, which I think I kind of touched on, too, on the last podcast, yeah. but I, you know, how I kind of really started to learn about this was my journey as a parent with my oldest son, yeah. and it was kind of the same thing, like, he kept putting his head on this desk, he kept covering an eye, and I, um, you know, he passed the little screening they do with the nurse at school, and then I Eventually took him to took him to a developmental op- optometrist, who you know diagnosed him with convergence insufficiency. And then a couple of years later, when I took him to an OT, went even further. But I think that's real. What really opened my eyes to oh wow, there is so much more going on here, and why do we not give this credit? You know, where it's to do when it comes to uh, to literacy and, and reading and writing. So that that's kind of the origin of how I started going down the journey and learning about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that comes from like a, I haven't read this term before, so I don't know if it's a real one or if I've just made it up, but a neuro ableist like point of view, right? That there's this assumption that, well, of course, everyone just has this ability to process their vision or you know any Mm -hmm. of the senses, it's that same thing. And it's only when someone is um, neurodivergent or you know i mean I, don't, I think technically that the that would be considered neurodivergent too because it's the yeah. processing part um that it becomes an issue and part of that is it shouldn't be considered an issue it should just be everyone has to develop this some children do it fairly um just through regular things that happen but the more we and this is where your book as a whole like uh does it where you the more we push this academic focus and like learning to read is about, or any literacy is about, you know, doing these little like drawings, you know, coloring sheets of the letter of the week or whatever, Uh Aside from the letter of the week part, which I love that chapter too. Um, but the, I uh, thought you were
0: going to say which I love. End of sentence. I didn't. No. I didn't yeah, do yeah. I love letter like, of the down. week.
1: I can't believe what you said about it. It just no. No. Um, it,
0: it is another chapter of the book. It is another chapter
1: of the book, but that's not what we're talking about right now.
2: But I, mean, alert, I don't idea. like letter of the week. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's on the record for not liking it, uh, yeah. but just that idea pushing tablets or other technology pushing e- paper even right i mean not
2: mm-hmm.
1: like drawing and stuff yes but not like adult writing on kids it's like their vision you know it's just this 12 inch you know or whatever the the distance is for a child and they're not developing their vision but the more like oh well we want to worry about this so we're gonna mm-hmm. do things that Normally you would wait till the person has actually developed their um, sense of vision, you know, that the eyesight working with the brain and processing and all that. And first you'd be like pointing at the school bus that's driving down the road or the airplane in the sky, you know, all these, or throwing a ball and tracking Mm -hmm. it, like all these things that would just be part of play. But when we start pushing down the academics, I mean, you could look at any sense and it's the same thing because academics mean you forget about most of the senses at mm-hmm. all, or like right. even eyesight, even though you're using your eyes, they didn't take into consideration the development of that ability. So that was long-winded, but <laughs> so that wasn't a question, but I mean, for me, that's what it like, you start started with the problem, right? Of finding out about it because of your son Mm -hmm. but then it's like but we all do it which is you know kind of where you go with the book so I really appreciated both the starting point of like yeah there are going to be problems with it but also the whole reason that this book is needed is because if we don't go against some of the trends in in early childhood more kids are going to have this difficulty Mm -hmm. and then yeah anyways that
2: (laughs) well and I I think that's um and and just kind of like to the point of like I feel like we are just it's so simple like if if we just let children play and then we just acknowledge (laughs) child development and all as these foundations it's like we everybody be just so much better off but instead it's like we're you know go you know pushing these academics down and it's uh, not just recognizing these these foundational skills that that need to be developed first and how do they develop with just children playing and so that's what I tried to kind of break down uh, and especially like in that the the chapter on vision just if children are just outside running around and I just listened to y'all's podcast the other day on pushing kids on the swing oh, yeah, and yeah. And talking about the importance of that, well, you know, if you're on a swing and you're going back and forth, if you have a teacher in front of you, or if you're talking to a friend, or if you're just looking at the school building, you're going from nearsighted to Mm farsighted, you know, just back and forth. Well, that kind of helps our brain make that quick transition. And and I even kind of connected in the book. I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's a child eventually sitting in a classroom, looking up at a board, looking down Mm -hmm. at their paper, Mm -hmm. but it's just those simple opportunities as a child, but they're not getting it because we're robbing them of that by just going, oh, wait, 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 but you've got to learn these letters or you've got to learn these numbers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then even to the point of like um, children, you know, when parents always ask me for advice, you know, some of the simple things I say is like, okay, on your way to school in the mornings, no screens, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just sit in the car and look out the window, listen to what's going on. When you go to the grocery store, no screens, no uh, let the child be connected with with all of their surroundings because it's amazing how them existing in that really helps develop the brain and develop all these senses. And again, mm-hmm. it's it's super simple, it's it's super easy, but it's super powerful yeah. um and, and necessary.
0: Right. I think it's another example of um you, you know, I say a lot that this the push down academic kind of focus benefits the teachers whose image of the teacher is these discrete skills, letters, numbers, whatever. And that's how they feel like they're teaching. And you start talking about play and and that threatens that, that identity that they have of, of themselves um, that, well, then what do I, how am I a teacher if they're just playing and, and this kind of in-depth background foundational information about visual development that you've got in this chapter really highlights that, well, here's how you still are an expert. Here's how you still Mm -hmm. bring professionalism to the job and are a teacher by understanding that it's not just seeing the letter and being able to say the name and maybe remember the sound. It's looking at the letter and um, your brain has to figure out what to do with it, right? And so Mm -hmm. that doesn't, start with just letters that's their whole life around them right is is exactly. an opportunity to develop that yeah
2: yeah absolutely and just the and and everything starts somewhere too and so it's you know it's appreciating it's not that top down but it's appreciating from that starting point even before birth and then just building and developing from there and you know going from going from that point on
1: right and and now i'm remembering when I was listening to you two talking last episode. One of the things, the phrase I started using, um, and now realize that I actually haven't told either of you because it mm-hmm. was when I thought we were going to record a few How weeks ago. So, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, but um, I've been using the phrase "creating the conditions for learning," like that's the job of a teacher. Mm. And that, if a teacher needs to feel like they have an active role, that's the active role. And that does mean having swings and using them. It does mean mm-hmm. um, not using screens. I guess from a parent's perspective, not using screens, so that so you're creating those conditions where then the child is looking around, and then the teacher has to have that knowledge of right that is the development they need right now. Um, and it's funny because I just used the word development, which I, I feel like is the drinking game when Stacy's on now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, because wasn't it, you were talking about being a developmentalist, so. yes. right? I'm not yes. confusing yeah. this, yeah. Yeah. I used that phrase for the first time at work today, because um, I'm at a new workplace. It's
0: really resonating with people.
1: Yeah. Somewhere. I you have get, like,
2: gotten so much feedback yeah, about that after the last podcast, yeah.
1: Because yeah. someone suggested something today and I was explaining what, because they're well in kindergarten they have to, whatever, and I just said, you know, and so we're a brand new center, we don't open for a few weeks still, so we're just mm-hmm. training. And we just started with what are our own values around education and how to, you know, all of that. And we're getting to the point now of what does that mean on a day-to-day basis, like in the classroom?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now it's because they, when it was just the uh, the values and ideas, everyone was in agreement and now, but I've been doing it this way. But
0: what do I do with my scripts? Yes. And what now, do I do yeah, with my exactly. previous the, scripts?
1: I've got the scripts. And so they, when they said the thing about, but in kindergarten, they have to do this. And I said, well, hold on. Just so you know, here at the center, we won't do anything just because they do it in kindergarten. Just mm-hmm. like we won't teach kids to drive, even though mm-hmm. when they're 28, <laughs> they're going to learn to drive. Maybe,
2: younger. <laughs> maybe um, earlier. The right, really but smart idea, ones we're wait going to do what we
1: know is developmentally appropriate for, I didn't say developmentally appropriate because I avoid that yeah. phrase now. Yeah. Um we do what's based what we know children need right now yeah. with the children we cool. have. And then I said, so, you know, we're developmentalists. We're not, mm-hmm. um, we're not, our job right. isn't to make them first graders. Right. You know, right. they will develop into first graders or something like that. But I used right. the word developmentalist for the first time. And yeah. Not even like kind of forgetting. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to actually. That's
0: what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was at NACI. A week ago whenever that was and I went to a session that uh Defending Their Early Years did and Denisha Jones and Keisha uh-huh. Reed were speaking and Denisha was like, um, you know, I just heard about this developmentalist thing. And I think Heather over here is the one who who introduced me. I was like, oh no, no, that's <laughs> Stacey Bench. And it's in this
2: book. And you should <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. That's not me, but I love like
1: it. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It is because it really oh like I mean, I, I wanted to talk about vision, but also like it just puts a lens on everything. Yeah. You know, like we could talk about any chapter in the book, I suppose, in that way. Yeah. But what I liked about the vision one is I guess also because my as a parent, my child also has an issue right now, um, in reverse, because they they're 19 they got hit by a car have some vision issues and it's all brain based it's not their eyes mm-hmm. but you yeah. know they can't always stand up right they can't oh, wow. read they're a reader and they only can use audiobooks now oh, in oh, no. 13 months oh. you know and they can read a little bit now but you know for someone who like i mean read all the time you know writes has short plays produced and things, you know, and all this. And now it's mm. like they're even like looking into they have to get software to do voice to text to try mm. to write. Cause it's oh, I mean it's coming yeah. back slowly, but like the ability and it's about something about their peripheral vision and their like straight on vision, mm-hmm. whatever, not coordinating in their brain. And it mm-hmm. um it even, messes them up. <laughs> like, yeah, so can't it's, wow. You get nauseous. It's as if they're moving when they're trying to read now, yeah. basically. Oh, So anyways, sorry.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because part of my frustration with kind of the space early childhood education's in right now or the place we're going or have been for a while really only tends to, as as we sometimes say, see children from the neck up or value yeah. them from the neck up in terms yeah. of what kind of cognitive stuff they can memorize and spit out. But even in that, we're not really seeing the full cognitive yeah. <laughs> picture. What? And I, I think the way that you, um, you outline um, in the chapter, the um, kind of the elements of it. So you talk about perception and you talk about visual attention and discrimination and visual memory. So uh, I think highlights that, you know, even then we're not going, we're not even really focusing on you know, I, I, I see it yeah. as we've isolated this one domain of development, but we're still not really seeing that domain. Yeah. Developing. We're, we're trying to cram things into the brain, but we're not paying attention or we're necessarily, um, seeking out or being curious about the processes in right. the
2: brain. Yeah, exactly. Like the kind of the, well, those under, underneath that, of yeah. course, and it came out wrong.
1: Yeah, welcome. Y'all
2: know what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> see y'all. Been here all along. Yeah.
1: If people wanted accuracy right away, they'd read a book and not listen to podcasts.
2: listen to me.
0: <laughs> um. So can, can I just? I don't want to go through every one of them because it would be a very long podcast, and also because people should just read by the book um yeah, and read I think the they whole buy it thing too, but yeah yeah um, and the code by the way is just ECE nerd <laughs> there's no number in it you do get 15% off but it's just all caps ECE nerd I had to look it up um, but so can I ask you about a couple of them though or will that feel like quizzy pop oh, quiz no, I've got
2: my book right okay, here okay <laughs> good
0: good because I just was kind of looking at the ones that maybe um uh, some some of these things maybe we've heard of but like form constancy was something that as I read it, I was like, okay, that makes sense, but it's not a phrase that I had thought about or or learned yes. about much.
2: Yeah. And that one is really like where you can um where it relates really to like like the alphabet is it's it's seeing an object in different forms and recognizing it's still the same. So uh, <laughs> is that what you
1: for the video. Oh yeah I was just holding a duck one way, the other yeah. way, Yeah. on the top. Okay. All, like, all right.
2: Yeah. So no matter how you hold the duck, it's still a duck, you know, uh, or uh-huh. what position it's in, or if the duck was a different color, um, and and how that kind of yes, there you go, but it's it's still, still a duck. duck. Mike came this prepared. is only for the
1: YouTube with rubber ducks. Yeah, All and
2: right. so um, and how that really like translates to. Uh, uh, to, to literacy is is seeing a letter in different fonts, uh-huh. and um, you know, and one of the things that I I put in the book, and and this really, I will say, is probably a part that I'm like, it's just something I kind of believe. is like you know, when we're writing in front of children, or if we're you know, labeling the room, which I go a little rant on that, you know, uh-huh. in that chapter, but you know, use different fonts as long as it's, it's you know, it's legible and, it, you know, but like letters exist in different ways. And that's, you know, that's part of literacy is being able to recognize it. But yeah, that form constancy is kind of that underlying and and working puzzles is, is very, um, you know, is a great way of developing that. And my oldest son who uh, has some issues with form constancy, um, We, as a family, like every Christmas, um, we'll get together with my brother and his, his kids. And, uh, we always work like a 2000 piece puzzle over the holiday break. Uh (laughs) And then, but I noticed that my oldest son would not participate. And anyway, once we kind of started honing in on this, I'm like, well, it makes sense. I mean, that's, Uh it's difficult for him to recognize the puzzle piece over there when it's in a different position than it actually belongs in the puzzle. Uh So yeah so that's that's the form constancy
0: which and puzzles that's another or an example of how we try to categorize everything in our spaces into like learning areas or whatever and sometimes regulations Mm -hmm. tell you you have to and puzzles always end up in like fine motor and Mm -hmm. you know it's just because of the finger stuff finger motions hand motions um Almost said hand stuff, but I stopped myself. Aren't you proud of me? Um, but, but then you have to stop and but say. But then it. I stopped. But you I, I still, still want the credit for the self control in the moment. This time it was a con- anyway. Um, so, but but this is a really good case for puzzles being literacy, right? And so it's an yeah. example of how all of the development is interrelated and overlaps. Mm-hmm. And if we're just thinking about teaching content. We lose that. But if we think about development, right. We, we can see that.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And think of all the, you know, like if building blocks, it's kind of the same thing. You're you're moving the block around yeah. different positions. Well, you know, that's another example of how something's not literacy based per se, but it's it's very much directly connected to it. Sure. It's still contributing to that that goal
1: we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And if you wanted to take that right. one step um well thinking more about the hand motion i think of like schema that's kind of what that part's about right of rotating and all that Mm -hmm. like being able to some of that is the visual the way your brain's processing the visual Mm -hmm. and it's also that like i hand Mm -hmm. part two of like when i do this it does this so Mm -hmm. you know so right yeah yeah Um,
0: and you you talk about this in the book too but just along those lines writing and pre-writing is also literacy but we don't pay Mm -hmm. other other than like handwriting drills we don't always pay a lot of attention to that side of literacy we're just looking at letter recognition and
2: yeah exactly which is just a it's necessary but yeah not sufficient on it's just a small little component of it it's not the only
0: thing yeah yeah so um hold on i'm looking at my my little thingies here um what else I was going to ask you to to talk about um, visual closure.
2: That was another
0: one that (laughs) I thought might be new to some people.
2: So this is like pretty much like if you see just a an example and I give it in the book but I have lived this as a parent so much I mean my kids are adults now but like when they were still at home but This is like if you go to look for something in your closet and let's say you're looking for a shoe or or a stuffed animal that's fallen Mm -hmm. in there and you only see a portion of it. Visual closure is that part of your brain that goes, "Oh, the heel of this goes With the to the shoe. the shoe." Oh, wait, yes, Yeah. I missed the demonstration, Mike. Yeah. Oh, Everybody's yeah, just missing it. It's the, it and the it tail did. of the duck comes out. Yes, and
1: then it turns out it's it still a cool. duck.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah. it's still a duck. Yeah. So hey, so think that would those... be brilliant uh, when people
0: watch the video, but for the I audio, know. it's going but to like be very. But like a three or four confusing. year old,
1: when you have a bin of Legos, yeah, and they like they're looking, they're looking, and all they can do is dump the whole thing out because. They're only seeing a corner. And you can see the five and six year olds know, oh, there's the corner. That's the piece yeah. I'm looking for because that's all they needed. Yeah. And that's yeah.
0: One of the reasons that I changed the last time I was teaching in a in a preschool age room. Um I changed my block area and took the blocks off the shelf with the con- with the contact paper shape and everything. And I put it in buckets mm-hmm. because I felt yeah. like that was, you know, the, the, the thinking is that if we have the shape on the shelf and all the blocks of the sh- same shape go in the same place, that that's a cognitive matching activity. Mm-hmm. But I felt like having to search for the block you have in mind or the block that will solve mm-hmm. your problem was a little bit more on the... Uh, what Lily and Katz would, would, would differentiate from the intellectual skill and the academic skill. Right. right. Like yeah. it, was, it was more of a, of an intellectual exercise to go through the bucket and try and find that shape.
1: Now yeah. I feel like yeah. we need Maria Montessori to come on to know uh, debate with you. I don't <laughs> no. think she's available.
0: She's not available and she's not invited. <laughs> Sorry, Montessori people.
1: no but i think maria's fine
0: maria's fine
1: yeah (laughs) we wouldn't have child-sized chairs in our classrooms without her she did a
0: lot of great wonderful smart things
1: yeah no but i think that's a great example of what that means in a classroom right and and a good way of like how to change the script you have
0: yeah
1: um Mm -hmm. for some for what a classroom looks like
2: yeah And too, like, if if you get, like, look at how, like, visual closure, again, ties to literacy is like, you know, when you're reading, um, as you kind of start to learn the words, you know, we're not having to read the entire full word, you kind of start to read just the first part and your brain starts going, oh, it's this word. And it kind of helps with that, that speed of reading, whenever that time does come. But it's, that's how that all, you know, connects with that. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's, of course, you need to have read it enough to then be able to sort of right. Like right. predict Which means you whatever. need
0: repeated experience with favorite books. <laughs> yes. Even if the adult <laughs> is tired of reading that book.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you need repeated, like just doing games that are visual, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, what yes. I mean, everything, for a child who has sight, everything is visual, right? Like so playing chase, rough housing, mm-hmm going up the slide, going down the slide, looking at a favorite book, having a favorite book read to you, drawing. I mean, everything is visual. And I think, again, we tend to like slice up things of like, oh, this is, here's some stuff that's visual. You know, I'm gonna get the big, um, you know, book to read to the entire class so they can see it. Um, And it's not saying that's a bad thing. It is, it's a great thing, but that's not the only thing that's visual. Exactly. you're telling the kids look at me and they're looking out the window right like oh they're seeing <laughs> yeah. something in the sky that's more interesting than watching your mouth move
0: and maybe takes right. more skill like it practices exactly. a different skill to, and it's to actually see.
1: preparing them yeah. yeah 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 and telling them over and over actually isn't going to help them self-regulate anyways yeah like yeah, do exactly. something interesting that draws their attention Don't <laughs> don't yeah. threaten them yeah <laughs> try, flying.
0: try flying if you want to be interesting um so so do you think that any of this what we've just been talking about fits into that the child who's always like i can't see i can't see and the teacher's like you're right in front of the book of course you can see you know what i mean like when you're trying to do a group reading there's always that that one who's like
2: wants yeah. to move yeah can't
0: see or that could be one of the things maybe is that they're just it could be. Needing I'm to not practice sure. one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. like, I'm
2: going to have to go look that up and see. Yeah. It, yeah I'm you know,
0: for part two, for your next book, you can include right. that Yeah, exactly. When you do the new edition. <laughs> um, maybe somebody has that answer. I just, um, I just, that pop, just popped into my head as we I were talking if it, about reading you know,
2: big it, books. If it could be like a, like a, like a visual seeking too of, of wanting to kind of get closer mm-hmm. to, right. to the, you know, the, the illustrations I don't know yeah yeah there's the
1: thing right where they like the kid who wants to just stand up and put their face right in the book yeah and there is something to that right that it's hard to uh, uh, I don't have the list up again the um but thinking about that way of being able to some of it to me is just um filtering out like I'm focused on this one you know the mouse in um a Mercer Mayer you know critters book mm-hmm.
0: I love Mercer Mayer little little and it's like class. there's all this <laughs>
1: other stuff going on but I have to focus on this one little yeah. thing yeah and so they might need to go up close Get to be closer. able to do that because exactly. there's too much visual noise for them to right. do that. oh
0: okay yeah
1: or something So like maybe back. it's but... more
0: like a figure ground thing then yeah I say yeah. figure
2: ground yeah
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I'm, and I'm totally just you know talking off whatever that's okay you're, you're, I do what you're I do. Welcome. I'm doing yeah. my thing.
0: That's why we have you here, Mike. Yeah. Um, that and only that. Yeah, well. That and your duck collection. Um, okay, so so later in the chapter then, Stacey, you say, um, understanding this information helps debunk the earlier is better myth. Um, and then you go on to talk about how we can use this to talk to stakeholders who maybe question play. Um, so so how what why does it fight why does it push back against that earlier is better or what debunks it uh, I about think kind understanding of, all this
2: i think kind of going to like you know what we've been saying is that it's that people you know when stakeholders are buying into we've got to just be introducing the letters earlier we've got to introduce the writing the the reading and when we are able to actually articulate you know all of these foundational skills and um not only what they are, but like how they develop as well, I think that just helps us in the conversation going, okay, I know you're excited to see children read, or I know you're excited to see them Mm -hmm. learn the alphabet, but let me tell you some things that have to be in place first. And then when you can start, you know, breaking it down and then, and let me tell you how it develops, you know, it, it doesn't develop by us sitting here and just, you know, going through the scripted curriculum, it it develops by children actually moving around and, and, and playing and going outside Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, doing all the things that we mentioned, those are critical components for that. So Mm -hmm. I think it kind of, hopefully my hope is that it gives people those talking points and um, might not change something at that moment, but maybe it'll plant a seed that eventually.
1: I have a story for that one. And um, now I'm like, I can't yeah, believe it. I'm upset at you, Stacey, that you didn't write the book earlier. But um, <laughs> no, I uh, talked to, I think it was my Rotary Club, um, or it could have been like the Elks or something. But sure.
2: Some okay. Was, was like, it was the Kiwanis.
1: <laughs> and um, it was not the Kiwanis. Okay. I do know that. But, um, much to my father's chagrin. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to give, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, we have money we could give for, yeah. you know, your classroom. And I, I was talking about how I wanted a loft in my room. And they said, well, we want it, we really, you know, we're hoping to fund literacy. Yeah. And so I explained how it was literacy, right? And so, and they, they bought it, and I didn't have a lot of the terminology here, you know, from this, but I talked about the way, one of the things I remember saying, because some of it was about pretend play, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. more of the story, like that idea of making your own story and all. But one sure. of the things I talked about was, that ability to like see things so it'd be form constancy basically and then you go upstairs mm-hmm. and look down on it and mm-hmm. um but I didn't have a book that just you know because the I mean obviously there is there are books about that they're just not early childhood books right. so right. I didn't have any of the language around and it but I did
0: this one is how young children get my way actually,
1: through. Like, actually
0: like, deserve yes
2: <laughs>
1: I know I know you talked about it last time not
2: any of that other stuff that actually, actually.
1: that all I have to do is say that part of the title
0: Uh
1: and yeah I've had I don't know how how many people uh because I do want royalties on this because they you know a few people are like oh I do have to get that (laughs) because I have a friend who started a new job same time as me but it's like a staff that's been there forever and it's trying to explain to them you know why they're going to do things a little differently and but they're like but we have the kids have to learn to read you know and so I said, oh, you need this book.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and uh,
1: as soon as I pulled out the word actually, she was like, wait, and just pulled it, you know, like, right there on her phone. Like I got to buy it.
2: We got to get it right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: Although okay. she didn't get her 15%. I hope she's not mad at me.
2: Oh, well,
1: maybe that would give her a
0: reason. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I was going to say something about that. Oh, well, I mean, just one of the things I like, and I, you know, I said this before, I feel like this is one of a handful of books that, that I read and I'm like this, everybody needs to read this. Everybody who's working with children needs to read this one. But I think it's, it's, it's not that everyone who is dumb and they need to read this to, to not be dumb anymore. It's like, some of it is going to be, I do this already. And I'm so proud of myself yeah. for doing this already. And now I have, Language to describe what I've just been doing because I know it's like the right thing, or I just have this instinct, or mm-hmm. you know, I, I took a class, but I'm I don't feel comfortable talking about it to the stakeholders, whoever they might be, and, and I, I feel like th- this is really laying it out.
1: Yeah, um, and I think for a, me, I nice would way. sometimes say, "Oh, sorry, I, well, that's my job. That's why I'm here. Yes, that's
0: <laughs> also why you're here."
1: <laughs> um But just that I've sort of said, "Well, kids are going to put all the things together." Yeah you know, later. And that's okay. We're giving them all the foundation, but for people who want a little more of that, well, what, what do you mean foundation? You know, because mm-hmm. yeah. I can just have them sound out these words, isn't right. that the foundation? It's like, well, yeah, that is an element of it, right. but also just you know the visual tracking and and now I don't have the terms yeah. in front of me. the yeah. form constancy and visual closure, <laughs> yeah. you know, all these <laughs> nice work. Are yeah. Like you know, like <laughs> having that for the parent who is unconvinced or yeah. the funder right. or the you know it yeah. and it when you talk about it, it's like yeah we need more catapults like hands yeah. down the
0: research is I mean, here. I,
1: the research is here I can't tell you because I probably have more catapults than most in my yeah, my, yeah. My classrooms yeah. but it's like yeah it's always been like I mean you watch the kid who like watches it go uh-huh. up and they can also yeah. know like just how hard they hit it as they're looking down because they usually mm-hmm. look down while they hit it and they know where to look in the sky already if they kind of didn't quite hit hard mm-hmm. they kind of look mm-hmm
2: you know
1: yeah. more like i don't know just a few feet up off the ground and if they really hit it hard they're looking straight up because mm-hmm. they know yeah. they're tracking like that the what what their foot did just now or even the speed mm-hmm. of the thing as it's going up
0: mm-hmm.
1: being able to know where to move your head exactly. let alone your eyes you know like and to catch it in your line of vision if you lose and, it and then to catch it yeah because <laughs> yeah. i remember when i was writing my rough and tumble book writing about how to play catch with a toddler and talking about how they don't have that ability and the best part was I was kind of stuck so I walked to a park and I'm sitting there and this person shows up with a toddler playing catch yeah I sent them I I sent them see the child like just stand there she'd throw the ball it would like go in the air you know in an arc bounce twice and the child would just be kind of standing there blankly and as soon as it was still you saw like uh-huh. this recognition on the kid's face Ooh. and they'd run to the ball uh-huh. and they could not do anything else yet. And I watched it over and over. And then um, yeah. and then I wrote the part of the book and then I went and told her afterwards and uh, she, I thought it was just some creep in the park or something. <laughs> like, no, I couldn't figure out how to explain how to Not just any in creep in the park. <laughs> You're not, I'll have not you know creep. I'll but um, that's <laughs> not a creep I I think you know I, I
0: whatever anyways, yeah. um <laughs> yeah, sorry, I threw that one off,
1: I, yeah no, but uh, but just that thing like you could watch the child who wasn't at that point yet mm-hmm. and I was writing about just physical develop just physical mm-hmm. development yeah you know, whatever no but um but easily you know, it could be talked about in terms of um alphabetic or literacy mm-hmm. development, you know mm-hmm. And
2: And
1: yeah, go ahead. So that
2: was, that was one of my hopes too, which I I know that we talked about on the last podcast, but again, it's like that, it doesn't have to be a literacy activity to support literacy. And I actually did something the other day and, um, somebody on there asked me about, um, literacy activities for like infants. And and this, this person used that as an interview question. And, uh, she said, you know, and she's always looking for something beyond just reading a book and. I was like, well, I think it's just, it's kind of a paradigm shift and not looking at, you know, it's almost like what's not literacy. I mean, because you really, truly, when you understand how all this develops, how they actually develop, how it all (laughs) comes together, that it's like everything, as long as children are playing, it is in some form or fashion supporting literacy. Mm -hmm. that's Uh, my
1: favorite part of the chapter, I think, is the like, Lacing items, marble runs, pegs and pegboards, yeah. puppets, Lincoln logs, Tinker Toys, uh, with trademarks, of course, empty yeah. boxes, <laughs> uh books. Yeah. Gross motor. Yeah. You know, it's just crawling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like people don't think of crawling as being a literacy Oh, spin, yeah. Except for OTs. They do. Right. But, yeah. Um,
2: yes. Yeah.
1: Balls for bouncing. So there goes the, the part I was talking about. Yeah. Um scars. Yeah. You know, just all these like I love that you actually do lay it out like yep here's what you yeah. do in the room yeah so but so here are the know.
0: things that are important in this subject area or whatever and then here's how you can support it is right. a i mean it just you do a really good job with that
1: statement thank mm-hmm. you yeah no that was like um there's many parts of parts in this book where i'd use the word genius and that mm-hmm. oh wow
2: like,
1: you know what i mean thank
2: you it's Y'all just like making me feel so good <laughs> But, you know,
1: we like people Thank talk you. about and it's in some ways hard because it does everything. Yeah. So then people who are hesitant are like, well, pff, you know.
0: Yeah. Now you're just playing with semantics. It can't possibly be <laughs> right, everything. Right. But and it is you, everything.
1: Yeah. But you like lay it out first of here's like yeah. what, you know, visual development is or, yeah. you know. And now let's look at these toys. And it's like, yeah. right. It's the same thing. I could have lifted the same thing in my mm-hmm. rough and tumble book. And would have listed almost exactly the same thing, right? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I just love that about it. That it's, like, you've got the justification, got the understanding. And it's so cool. Because then when you watch kids, or the kids who aren't developing typically, like, something's off. And I think a lot of teachers feel un, like they can't possibly figure it out. And yet, yeah, with just a little more information, it's like, oh, you might actually
2: yeah you know
1: figure some of this out i mean still you know developmental pediatrician or whatever is right going right to, but you might be able to give the parent a little bit you know you think you should go to the developmental pediatrician and you talk about the fact that they only look at the book with one eye
2: mm-hmm.
1: or exactly yeah right like they knowing the details you're gonna tell the parent to tell
2: right yeah
1: which person. i think that's
2: a key thing when you're talking with parents is letting them know that they're there's one more step past the pediatrician you know not (laughs) not that you know but just you know here's here's enough information for you to have a conversation to help you make some decisions past that initial appointment with the pediatrician and it's going
1: to help that pediatrician understand oh wait this is beyond (laughs) my exactly like you're giving me these things Yeah. yeah
2: right right yeah yeah Um, Okay, so can we
0: can we uh, do designing the visual visual environment piece? It's just like one paragraph in here, but I want to talk about it because this will not be a surprise to either of you and probably to a lot of people listening. There is such, you know, we talk so much about environmental prints that that we just feel like we have to have. Alphabets everywhere and posters everywhere (laughs) and um, charts everywhere and um, in addition to the idea that we feel like we need to have super bright primary colors for it to be learning but um, so you talk about how to think about the environment in terms of this visual development that you've been discussing Um, Uh and and you you say uh, when there are no children in the room it should appear it should appear neutral and almost bland.
2: Yes. Yeah. Because and and you know and I think that there's definitely like some some give and take on that, but you know I know like especially like you know fifteen twenty years ago we were well and some rooms are still like this, but where you have every color on the color yeah. wheels there and you've got things hanging and yeah. um, and it's you know to me if you walk into a classroom and there's no children there and you're overwhelmed with the visual aspect of it, it's, it's too much. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, what is that starting point? And I kind of like in the, in the tail end of of my uh, career in the classroom, I would just start like when I would, you know, get my room together, I would think of it as being just a little bit on the bland side when I'd start out, started out Mm -hmm. because once the children walk in and you've got their different, you know, hair color and skin color and clothes and their backpacks, and then you have their movement, which is gonna add a visual aspect as well, that's gonna add to, you know, um, to what all's being seen in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so to me, if you kind of start with that little bit neutral, a little bit on bland, mm-hmm. the children are gonna add the rest of that color that needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, if you feel like, okay, I need to add a little bit more, you can, yeah. you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and and I'm not suggesting that we don't have any environmental print, like we don't have any letters anywhere, or labels, or or written language, or anything like that. But I, it needs to be purposeful meaningful. and meaningful, purposeful, right? right? Correct. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not just. Um, because it was in the the catalog in the, the literacy
1: right. section well, or whatever right. yeah. yeah alphabet charts yeah. are the one that you yeah you, one of the things yeah. you pull up that I thought was great because it is the thing it's in accreditation it's in most states uh-huh. licensing mm-hmm. all this stuff and it's like what evidence has anyone ever done research about how children use alphabet charts mm-hmm. because yeah I think you say in the book that you've never seen anyone use it
2: i've only seen (laughs) i've never seen a kid go up and go oh you know what i finally made
1: like like just um like an alphabet like you know eight and a half by 11 i just laminated a few sheets for the kids who wanted to spell and they're like wait how Mm -hmm. do i write that letter like i'm trying they're trying to write their friend's name Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: you know so they were like reference sheets yeah but they were just you know there and the same thing like okay, like recipe cards with words that they always asked you know mm-hmm, how do mm-hmm. i write mom how do i write love yeah. you know yeah
0: yeah we used to i used to have yeah. sentence strips you know with children's yeah. names written it was laminated and it was just in a box so that those who wanted yep. to to use it uh-huh. could use it um or yeah if if Like I had this one little boy who was four and was really into wanting to know how to write letters and Mm -hmm. how to spell things. So I would write them for him and other children were there watching and we ended up with each child had a pocket in a shoe, you know, over the door shoe bag kind of thing. Mm um where they could ask me to write a word and I put it you didn't just in say
1: well pocket. look up there on the top yeah
2: look like at the big word yeah. wall up there yeah that you have yeah. to <laughs> sorry that was last
0: week's word um you know so so I think that there's a I, I guess what I'm saying is like everything there's no um you can only do it this way you know but but what we do add needs to be because of something we've seen in the children or because of something we know about real development and not just yeah. <laughs> um you know whatever they say i have to have 17 alphabet references on my walls or whatever right you right. should right. say
2: or having to write words because your curriculum says you have to write the word like to yeah. me that makes no sense having the word wall where you have those scripted words where it's like if yeah. it, it, in, it in doesn't to the childhood, childhood world. especially yeah 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 and so um you know, and Heather, I did something similar too, where I just had like, uh, I called them word banks, but every child had a little index card and a ring. Uh-huh. And yeah,
0: um, yeah.
2: they did not have to write, they didn't have to put words onto the word bank. It was just available if they ever asked me, how do you spell this? And it's uh-huh. like, well, let's get your word bank. And it, you know, I right. connected. And so they always had it, but it was not required. And some kids, we had to go through several word banks because they were so interested. Yeah. And then I've had other kids who, care less right like on the first day they'd be into it and then yeah and then it's like yeah you know this isn't you know serving purpose for me and that's that was fine so but it it was following what was important to each you know individual child and you know respecting that
0: yeah um so yeah i just was thinking i don't i can't think of a time that a child has used an alphabet poster on the wall but I can think yeah. of many who wanted letter magnets or,
1: um, oh, yeah.
0: you know, k- cookie cutters or whatever. And that's one of those ones of, where yeah. that
1: is something that kids use. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. meaningful and to what they're doing. It's yeah, exactly. And right. For some kids, it's just different shapes. Mm-hmm. And for some mm-hmm. kids, it's like, I want to spell my name or I want to mm-hmm. spell. Right. Yeah. Ever. And yeah. then those yeah. things are usually like they only have the alphabet. And most people have more than one of the same vowel in their name.
2: <laughs> and there's not yeah. enough magnets
1: <laughs> And you know they're not made for that, you know. And it's like, right? Well, why would you make these and just have one A?
2: Yeah, exactly. Know?
1: What is Sarah supposed to do?
2: Right, right. Yeah.
1: Or you know, Heather with the one E. Yeah,
0: or one H.
1: Although that um, would be, you could just do <laughs> skip that last E. And just I could er, have have er, 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 and then be like, er, you know, right? Then I'm fancy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Um, you know those letter magnets I love, but this is off topic but sort of on topic. My I have a really um intense childhood memory of prying those little magnets out of the magnet letters and like doing things with just the magnets and scrapping yeah. the letters <laughs> so, still as an adult i still really want to do that whenever i see those refrigerator letter magnets um christmas is coming so. okay yeah <laughs>
1: i i see you're dropping hints All right i
0: don't want don't buy me just magnets i need to be able to pry them out of the letters um okay should i get more...
1: you a screwdriver with it just so you
0: uh no i have got that covered okay i've got the tools <laughs> um anyway let's can we do one more thing and then and then probably time to wrap up but so also what really resonated another thing that really resonated to me in the section about um materials and experiences to support the visual development you've been talking about you have a section called this is a teacher book Yes, (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs> so,
0: um let's let's end it up by talking about that idea of these are teacher books. What do you what do you mean? What's the what's the story there? So,
2: you know, like we all have like the or uh, yeah, and I did too, like you had your teacher yeah. books and then you have like your kid books, like mm-hmm. the, you know, so it's like teacher worthy versus, you know, child worthy. Right. And uh, this was one of the last years I was in the classroom, and and honestly, the child that I specifically wrote about in this book just got married like a couple <laughs> months ago. So yeah, this was. What, but but I you know would read a book you know at group time, and you know kids would always ask me, "Can I read? Can I look at your book?" And I'd be like, "Oh no, yeah, this is my book." And yeah, in this one little girl, like, consi- like would just. For five days in a row and, and and I you know was training at that point still and I was talking about extending the experience and following children's cues yeah. and child repetition is important <laughs> but every time this child asked me for my book I was saying no and I finally like it I just kind of had this epiphany and I was like wait first of all I'm showing that i'm incapable of like sharing you know and i mean in which i know that there's you know but yeah i i was kind of like going no you can't have my book and then i was, I was like i'm telling her that i don't trust her <laughs> you uh-huh. know to take care of my book and then i'm like then i'm stopping an experience that she's wanting or is needing to have so i finally relinquished my book and mm-hmm. it came back to me like in perfect condition and it was just like this aha moment in my life. And I'm like, why have I been depriving children of like my, not even my books, but books that I consider that I have to take care of. Uh-huh. And from then on out, like, like even like the books that I had, you know, around uh, the environment or in the literacy center were always like nice books. I'm like, okay, they don't, they need better than the secondhand you know Mm -hmm. yes you know you know they need to have good quality books and Mm -hmm. so yeah that that was that was a big aha moment in Mm my uh classroom career
0: yeah yeah I definitely have done that and um probably pretty recently but um uh, but then you know you, you have to start thinking about okay what um what what need are they asking me to help meet when they want to see right. my book or when they need to hold that teacher book in their own hands. And um uh you know, are we sort of gatekeeping literacy at that
2: point? And, yeah. Yeah.
0: And book enjoyment and um mm-hmm. all, you know, but yeah. So I take the paper cover off, you know.
2: Yeah. I'm not an <laughs> idiot. Yeah you don't get the
0: dust jacket (laughs) right the dust jacket no that's what it's called yes I don't know much about books I don't know what they're all yeah the parts are all called (laughs) um so I just thought that was um that was a section that would really um resonate because we've all probably we all probably have our collection Mm -hmm. of, of teacher books and um You know, a lot of times too, I guess I just want to acknowledge a lot of times it's because we paid for our teacher books (laughs) (laughs) and it's, you know, it's our own budget and we don't, you know, we can't just be buying, uh, the same book over and over, but we can also, um, model how to, you know, how to interact with that book and yeah, show them that we trust them instead of making it this, this kind of mysterious thing that they have to try and get away with right you yes. know what i mean that yeah so, so yeah. they kind of come into it with a little bit of a different approach than if um if it's mm-hmm. been sort of kept back as this thing you can't have right which right. gets
1: into a little bit also of that thing and now i i don't have the book open right now have you ever so. had it what's that? well you i said was just that five the way times I don't have
0: people, people have
1: cheap books yeah yeah. So, yeah you know what i mean it's yes. like oh let's get the um you know scholastic like those like yeah. two dollar books or whatever you get the free one because the parents ordered right. it. and it's like right they're put together so poorly that they are gonna rip
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: um they tend to be for whatever reason like you, it seems like you could do it with quality like well-written books but mm-hmm. usually once in a while yeah they are, but mostly they're not yeah right um or yeah teachers will just buy books at yard sales or whatever or get like with the center we're opening we're getting a lot of donations and yeah. we're very much like go through these we were just doing it today mm-hmm. only choose the ones that you would actually buy for the kids yeah because right. even though they're donated like if the book's not good enough to buy it's not good enough to give a yeah. child yeah you know I had so a very books.
0: uh wonderful kind and generous parent volunteer um who was also gus's mom and gus is famous on the podcast now uh, <laughs> but um she I volunteered like gus. yeah we Just all do all yeah everybody does. um but she volunteered to come in and um like she reinforced all my paperback scholastic books with packing tape along the spine mm-hmm. and on the inside cover at least mm-hmm. so that the it didn't rip up as easily but um you know that that's one parent
2: in all these years that has actually come in and
0: done that for me um but there's an idea if you're concerned about the the longevity of your of your uh paperback right Plus yeah children you can do there are some things you can do yeah, yeah.
2: and I do want to clarify something when I said yeah. you know sh- showing that I couldn't share I do not believe in making children share okay. yeah <laughs> I want to make sure that did not come across the wrong way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, that right. But you know, I was capable of sharing my book and you know, Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to clarify that. That is important, (laughs) I know. Because otherwise,
0: if you're like me, you'd be laying in bed at two in the morning being like everyone's gonna think that I think every child should always share
1: Yeah, (laughs) no. Heather, on the other hand, does think every all children (laughs) should be forced to share.
0: Yeah, that's a key tenet of my belief system (laughs) it's not it's not
2: yeah
1: (laughs) um
0: probably people know that by now um anyway mike did you have any last any last things i know i said that was going to be my last thing
1: not really i mean just that uh yeah i um i I guess i'm just going to echo heather that everyone should have this book
2: (laughs) thank you um
1: because yeah it really does just bring it out and i think even Some people, when you read it, then it's like, oh, you could look at anything now. Now let's look at math skills. What needs to happen Mm -hmm. before math? I I told her the next one needs to be a math book. Right.
0: But we could take some of these things to the same.
1: We we could apply already things you've written here. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But no. So yeah, everyone should get the book. And... Yeah, I guess I don't have anything.
0: That's all. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, after you say sense. that, what more is there? Because then <laughs> you'll, the person
1: will read it. That's right. Because I feel like we could have had this hour-long discussion on any of the chapters too. Yes. Right. Yeah. That. um But I think um I appreciate when we are able to just focus on a portion. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Me too. So, me too. Yeah.
2: Oh.
0: Well, thanks, Stacy, for your Thank book, you
2: guys. Being yeah, thanks, here. Stacey. Thank um, y'all for uh all the nice things you said.
0: It's <laughs> um, so sincere I mean it just really is exciting I was again I, at NACI I, I spent a lot of time just in the expo um bouncing around from publisher table to publisher table and uh, so I spent a lot of time with with the exchange folks too and I um uh they had it and so when 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 it, I guess where I was going was when it came up in that DEY session I was like, they've got it for sale at the exchange booth if you hurry. Booth
1: number four seventy-two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I um I really think it's it's such a valuable contribution to what we're Thank trying you. to do for children, and um, I'm really grateful for it. Um, I'm going to be using it in the spring in my literacy class, actually.
1: So I'm very excited about that.
0: Um, so thanks for oh, being one on, One last again. thing, actually, I, I oh. found out,
1: I didn't even notice, but the <gasps> cow duck actually has the letter C. Oh. Cool.
0: Uh, I was...
1: <laughs> so I, I think it's to... making fun of those things, though. Those so, things, sorry. yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. There's a, 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 a visual discrimination example there because it's a black and white spotted duck with those red lights. Oh, yeah, there's
1: there's a lot. We a just lot these yeah. ducks, I think, you know, we could do a whole episode. I'd
2: say a whole yeah. podcast on just Wouldn't the ducks. Wouldn't make dogs. a great yeah. podcast, though. Yeah. We'll yeah. Although we just did an hour
1: long episode about visual development. That's true. And most people will just listen to it and not see anything.
0: That's true. It's wow. Yeah. How's <laughs> yeah i think we should stop now um we're clearly out of content uh, so thank you stacy thank you mike Thank you. Uh, yeah,
2: thanks. thanks
0: everybody for listening to another episode of that early childhood nerd we'll see you uh next week and that's the show now go get your nerd on